0: Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists podcast for November 2021. We're very excited to share with you that our podcasts have now been downloaded over 20,000 times and that's since we launched two years ago. Remember you can listen using any of the main podcast apps such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible and there are many more out there that I'm sure you know about. So, as always, with our monthly catch up, I'll be speaking with Derek Mann, a Director of Policy and Public Affairs at the RCSLT. And he's going to talk through some of the key issues in the world of speech and language therapy in relation to politics and public affairs. Hello, Derek. Good afternoon. Nice to see you again. OK, so regular listeners will know that we have a petition out to Parliament, and that's running currently. It seeks to fund improved support for people with communication and swallowing needs. I believe we've had a response from the government regarding that campaign. Um, I wonder if you can tell us more, please.
1: Yes, that's right. So, many listeners will know, as you say, that we've been um, pursuing this for a number of months now, following up our service user survey of experiences during the pandemic. So, 80 national organisations wrote to the Prime Minister in March saying that they regarded speech, language and communication as critical to pandemic recovery. We never had a reply from the Prime Minister from March. So what happened a couple of weeks ago was that we asked the chairs of all party groups, so all party groups, as they say, have people from all the different parties in them, and there are ways in which MPs and Lords can register their concern about an issue. We are the secretary for a group on speech and language. For example, we got, and not much persuading was needed, 20 senior parliamentarians who chair these groups to co-sign a letter to the Prime Minister, and they did it in about 36 hours, and it covered justice and mental health and child poverty and autism, and it's back to this thing that we've said before. When we talk about the centrality of speech, language, and communication, we're not making it up. Everybody agrees with us. So... 20 senior parliamentarians co signed this letter to the Prime Minister, gently inquiring as to when he was going to reply to the letter from March. And we got a response from number 10 within 24 hours, which is fine so far as it goes. Now, in the nature of these things, that letter didn't say very much. It simply restated things that the government already says it's doing. But what it does is it kind of pokes the machine. People in the o- officials and people dealing with ministerial correspondence, people dealing with the, the health and care bill, know that this is an issue that parliamentarians are concerned about and keeping an eye on. I would say it links in the context of COVID-19 recovery to the wider challenges which every listener to this podcast will know about, about the situation on the ground for the NHS, not just in England, but for all four nations of the UK right now. And in that context, it's not just about funding. We get that. We know that in some cases people are being offered recovery funding, which is so short term that you can't effectively recruit to those roles or or plan on a a cogent basis. Um, And that links to wider problems. You know about recruitment, issues in children's services, issues in rehab. Um, There's a particular challenge in Northern Ireland around the, the state of the system there. I would say that we are looking, along with other allied health professions, to get a clear statement early this winter about redeployment so that we don't face some of the the redeployment challenges that we faced during the pandemic last year.
0: Wonderful, thank you. So the Chancellor has just presented the Autumn Spending Review and that's for England. Is there anything in there that will be of interest to speech and language therapists and assistants and generally relating to speech and language therapy?
1: On the health side, not particularly, certainly not specifically. There was a lot of specific money mentioned for research and development and health health industries, Um, the macro thing across all public services, not just health, is the taps are staying on. So there was all this pre-debate before the spending review. Would we have sensible, frugal, um, tight conservative government, or would we have new Johnson-style big spend conservative government? And the answer is, it's the latter for the period ahead. Of course, some of that will be paid for by the new health and care levy, which you will see in your pay packet from next year, well, not in your pay packet from next year, Um, but nonetheless, spending continues. There was a specific on the education side around SEND. Now, 2.6 billion, and 2.6 billion is a lot of money, but we have to have a quick tutorial on the difference between capital and revenue spend. The 2.6 billion that's been announced for SEND is capital. And capital is things like building new schools, building new classrooms. You can use it to buy certain kinds of equipment. And it's an anomaly of the way that government accounts work, that you can spend on capital, I think because it's seen as investment, without it counting against the debt, without it scoring badly on the nation's balance sheet. So actually, and I know this from my own time in the government in Scotland, capital spending is not that hard to come by. The challenge is often, what are you going to do with it? I mean, 2.6 billion, that's a lot of classrooms for send. What it doesn't do is the revenue spend, and it's the revenue spend that pays for staff and pays for services. And for that, there's not a penny.
0: Thank you, Derek. I definitely learned something there. (laughs) That's really, really useful to know. So um, interesting to see what happens. What are the other big areas uh, of interest right now in terms of policy?
1: Uh, The reform bill, the health and care bill, remains the biggest at Westminster. Uh, It's still in the common stage. We will come in at the House of Lords with our amendments, Um, although we're pleased that we do have a promise now that there will be guidance specifically around babies, children, young people, which is one of the asks we have. So we've been talking to colleagues in the allied health sector this week about continuing to push on the place of AHPs in the new structures and rehab for example. We're also very interested to hear from members about how the ongoing development and implementation of integrated care systems is playing out on the ground. Some other things I'd mention, um, disappointing news this week with the revised NICE guidance on long Covid. We've been pushing very hard around our evidence on speech language communication and swallowing and also the role of SLT in the multidisciplinary team. At this stage, NICE have acknowledged what we've said, but they haven't really changed it. Um, So we'll continue to press on that. And the wording clearly says that SLTs can be part of the multidisciplinary team around long COVID, but it doesn't mandate it. So we continue to push. We were very pleased, though, that the Royal Society of Public Health has welcomed the resources that we've produced on health inequalities, on equality and diversity, and on outcome measures. And all of those have been put on the RSPH website as models that people should make use of. So welcome recognition for what we've done in that space around health inequalities and outcomes. Uh, We're pleased in Wales that the speech and language therapists we have seconded in to the Welsh Government Around children's speech and language have had those secondments extended. That's very good news for the ongoing work we do in Wales. There's also a seconding to intergovernment on dementia as it happens. And we've continued to hold meetings with officials in the Scottish Government. I was in a meeting this week about making a reality, first of all, of the existing legislation with a right to AAC provision, and secondly, the forthcoming. Public sector equality duty in Scotland and how we're going to make sure the communication need is effectively
0: written into that. I will find out the um, link on our site to the health inequalities work um, so that I can put that in the, the show notes as well for people. Okay, um, is there anything else you think listeners might want to hear about?
1: Uh, yes, next week as we record uh, is the first anniversary of the launch of. Communication Access UK, the Communication Access Symbol and the Associated Training and Standards. It's gone better than we could possibly have expected in terms of take-up, in terms of the welcome it's received. We continue to add new organisations and companies all the time and there'll be some media about that next week, I hope. It's also been a further model of the way that we continue our journey towards co-working with service user partners. And we're pleased that, you know, A whole variety of organisations now from Stroke Association in Northern Ireland, National Autistic Society in Wales and others are asking us to talk to them about the Communication Access Symbol and how it works in their context. This comes off the back of continued co-working with service user partners, for example, around Twitter takeovers and things for DLD Day um, and others during the very busy awareness month of October. So Communication Access Symbol, first birthday
0: next week. I look forward to that. Thank you, Derek. I think that's it. for The questions from me, but segueing into what you were saying about service users, I'm very pleased to say that we've just recorded a podcast with a therapist who is a consultant SLT um, in upper airways disorders, Claire Slinger, and one of her patients, Ian. Uh, And uh, he will be talking about his patient experience of this area and Dr. Claire Slinger will be talking about the SLT role in upper airways disorders. Um, So we continue our work trying to involve more service users and service user organizations. Okay, thank you very much, Derek. Um, We'll see each other next month. See each
1: other next month for the Christmas edition.